Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. As we walked in, we were like, well, how do we talk to her? And everyone's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I have a, a great idea. If I summon a giant unicorn right in the middle of this entrance, someone's going to notice me. Uh, but it was unfortunately not so giant. Baron got super drunk. Baron got drunk with one sip. <laughs> with something strong. With something they, strong. And then turned into an immediately turned into a compulsive gambler. It was interesting. It's kind of like Baron had it in him the whole time. <laughs> we first tried to wave down a waitress, and uh, she wasn't that helpful. Well, we didn't think she was that helpful at the time. Uh, so then we went and found the supervisor, who was a quarterling. We asked him, and he's like, uh, "You know, try your luck." Or like, we don't want to play the games. We want to talk to Timora. And then he did a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And we're like, oh. oh. <laughs> so Aspen went and played a game, and then a majestic elf appeared and took us to a private room. And then as we walked in, there was a big throne and a pedestal. And on the pedestal was a coin that we were told is what Timora uses to figure out whether you're good luck, bad luck, or you decide your own luck. Heroes not included. I'm gonna take some liberties. I haven't actually seen her. So that was pretty goddessly, you know, uh, short and stocky. Uh, That's true. I Impressive. Might, I might be sitting and doing that, just sort of <laughs> molding metals with my. <clears throat> well, I thought since you made that statue for. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, with the lady of luck. It seems like it would be easy to, to impress the, the moon ladies. It's right. all about splendor. <laughs> I hand uh, the gold coin that we got from the quarter link. I assume there's some type of marking on the coin. Uh, yes, there is. There's an image of Timora smiling. I go, well, she looks like this, apparently. Well, at least her coins do. Um. Do you just melt that coin onto the face of the statue and it just kind of is? <laughs> nice sound. Done and done. Done and done. All right, you make a beautiful gold statue. Yeah, I sit and tweak it. Okay. Anything else? I was, uh, to me, this is really just killing the time. That's yeah. what I would do. How long will you guys wait before you, you, you think about maybe leaving the room? I would say if we're there for more than uh, an evening. Okay. Yeah, I, I roll out my bedroll. <laughs> I pass out. <laughs> Jerky hanging out of your mouth, yeah. book open. Yeah. It comes to me. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fashion a statue. I just reach into the, the large thing of, of coins uh-huh. and just randomly start pulling them out. Okay. Copper. All right. Uh, electrum. Okay. And uh, all right. Gold. Okay. Two more gold. All right. Tomorrow you're lucky. This is the arraignment of, of medals you get for your statue. <laughs> and then I start pulling those together into a, into a statue. Okay. 
All right. She'll get this. She gets me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right. Baron, uh, you work on the statue. You spend a great deal of time uh, to make it look quite pretty and exquisite. Erock, you get in a very long nap. Feels nice. Aspen, you roll out your bedroll. Do you, like, lay down and go to sleep? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> Been hanging around the dwarf so long that, you know, you've kind of become a little dwarf yourself. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I know that Baron already took his nap. Yeah. So he's going to be up for a while. Erock's already passed out, and I might as well get comfy. Okay. Uh, what do you do when you're done with the statue, Baron? <clears throat> um, I go place it on the pedestal. The statue, it, it appears to be in mid-flinging okay. of a coin. Made up of the random coins I selected. Yeah, that's clever. All right. And then what do you do? I, uh... uh uh, sit and commune. Okay. With my greater power. Okay. And a little more in action? Yeah. All right. Six hours have gone by. Seven hours. Eight. There's a long rest. Good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is the, do- the other door, the door still visible? Mm-hmm. Are there any other doors in this room? Mm-mm. No. There are no other doors in this room. Has the galaxy changed at all while we were in there? Mm, kind of, but not really. So I wake up and I'm like, <sighs> What time is it? I don't know, but no sense of urgency with this lady. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't think she's coming. I don't think she's coming either. No. We have not worked her radar in any particular way. But this is... Uh, we worked so hard to get here. I'm not just going to leave... I'm like, well, yep. if she's not coming, you only live once, right? And I go sit in the throne. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, my eyebrows go up at that. <laughs> and I take a moment and think about luck. God of luck. <laughs> Could be good. Could be horrific. Preston's luck. All right. You sit in the throne. Anything else? Or are you, have you decided to leave? Anything happen when I sit in the throne? No. Like, wow, that feels strangely unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a god's throne. I think it, I, I think it's, it's all about who sits, not what. <laughs> well, I think it, at least yeah, he's like, exploring. He's yeah, like a, a shiatsu mode or something. On it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that whoa! <laughs> I see why this throne's used. <laughs> I hop off and go. Well, might as well leave, I guess. I don't know why they would bring us to this room if she's not going to show up. Oh, what if this is all a huge distraction? How do we know this agent that came to, to steal our attention is is uh, virtuous and oh, speaks... Conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy. Yes. I think you're overthinking it. Mm, well, there's not a lot you could do. never overthink anything, there's, Aspen. I know, and there's not a lot of stimulation in this room. I mean, it's <laughs> It could be. We should go out and investigate. Are there any hidden or invisible creatures within ten feet of me? No. <laughs> Run around the room. Still, still, still. still. <laughs> what about over here? <laughs> so, when the Aladrin mm-hmm. said, I watched from right over there. It's just a plane, right? A, a flat plane, right? 
Okay. Like a half dome. Like it wasn't like the that would have been hiding behind something. There was really nothing to hide. You look, you can see the constellation, but there's nothing really to hide behind. It's a ceiling. You can see that it's clearly a dome. And you do you do think to yourself that you know the Aladdin had an amazingly intimate knowledge of the process, even knew that Asmodeus's destiny was not set by the Cointos. Did did you talk to that Morton guy? Huh? I went through my usual. Did he did he talk to you or? Uh, no, he's been really hard to, to hear lately. We're finally close to him, and he's still not talking? Did you piss him off? I don't man. think anything happened during my usual, like, <laughs> praying for spells. and it was, it was the same. I look up at the stars in the dome for a bit. Maybe an investigation? Okay. Which I'm not great at. I think a bit about the, the stars above me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see the constellation. There are two stars at the top of the constellation. Three running across the middle, and then two at the bottom. And is this what I would know as the the constellation that represents Timora? No. No, uh, you do know that it's called um, Anu. Anu? And that the most common reference is to Anu's belt, which is the three stars in the middle of the constellation that line up in a row. Uh, I'm not terrible at history. I'm going to see if there's anything I know about the old myth of Anu that are relevant. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. 24. Well, uh, you know that Anu is a constellation that's that's sometimes referred to as the Heavenly Shepherd, also sometimes thought to be a hunter, that it can be used in navigation. And it was said that, according to legend, Anu was uh, the son of a god. I don't know. If you want to share all of the stuff that you're thinking about, if you want to... No, I, yeah, Urock, I, I'm just muttering this out right now. It's like, oh, it's Anu. Urok, give me an arcana check. 17. 17. You know that in draconic astrology, that Anu is referred to as the fool. Uh, and think fool, the fool as in tarot, not the fool as in court jester. I share that with you as well. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. I think we should... Let's just walk out. Maybe she's just been waiting there for like... Oh, yeah. Hours. Yeah, maybe we... <laughs> <laughs> she's like, we'll just show him to the parlor. I'll meet him outside. <laughs> I will say, I have my suspicions about this Aladdin. Anyone else just get their hackles up a bit when it was talking to us? And it's also weird, you think, Baron, that she knew to talk to you about the Lord of Nessus, like she knew why you were here. Yeah. I think maybe in our excitement to be making progress, we might be the fool. The, the star, I'm alluding to the stars thing before you, you know. I don't get it. <laughs> How could we be fools? Because... We wasted time by going to see Tambora. No, we're a bunch of yokels. That when the first person came and said, "Yeah, I'll take you to Tambora," and we went, and we're like, "Yeah, totally." We've just been sitting in here, like well, a that bunch of bumbles. There is a throne, and ah. you can lift that coin. Yeah. So lots either you're weak, or it's there's lots of things I can't lift. <laughs> but I know that it's I can the make coin a throne like that in ten minutes. You can give me an arcana check. Can we do a post hoc insight? <laughs> 19. Everything about it seems like this is where Timora flips the coin of destiny, assuming that that story is accurate. 
I don't know how much Iraq would believe that story. Or believe that that's how things actually go down. I'm fairly confident that that was a representation of Timora we just heard from. I mean, this definitely... I don't really care about this religious stuff, but that looks like where it's been described that... I would think she would come here really regularly to be constantly flipping for all them babies. Well, maybe she created, like, a copy of it. Just for us to sit in. Oh, my head hurts. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know. Thank you. I'm allergic to all this waiting. (laughs) We did wait, like, over eight hours. Yeah. I guess we could go talk to the quarterling again? Possibly. As you make your way towards the door, you see three gold coins laying on the floor. Hey, you dropped some coins. And you see that on each coin is stamped your names. I pick, I pick up my coin, obviously. Spelled correctly. Yes, in fact, uh, <laughs> in the case of Baron and Erock, it's actually your private personal rune glyph. Ooh. As though someone, you know, the kind of thing that you only share with, like, the missus. I kind of look around and be like, is my mom here? <laughs> <laughs> right, that kind of thing. That's my full name. That's my full name. Nobody's that in trouble. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of a thing. Uh, when you pick up the coin, you hear as though someone is whispering in your ear in a voice identical to the one of that Aladrin saying, Be blessed. Oh, that's sweet. Baron, as long as that coin is in your possession, you carry Timora's Blessing of Wound Closure. Erok, as long as this coin remains in your possession, you have Timora's Blessing of Protection. Aspen, as long as the coin is in your possession, you have Timora's Blessing of Magic Resistance. Nice. And the door opens. Outside the door, you see the hallway. All right, as you exit from the room, you see a spring, a labyrinth, not an autumn one, walk up to you and say, you should try your luck on the infinite staircase. You can find it in our gentle. Do you know about the infinite staircase? 19 Arcana. It is rumored that there is a staircase that has access to all of the worlds and all of the planes of the multiverse. And you do know that Saloon's Palace is called Argental. Hmm. I relay that information. I guess we're uh, headed back to Saloon. Sounds good to me. She seemed nice. I mean, her realm seemed nice. Yeah, her realm was pretty. The shard was also nice. The shard seemed like they were in good spirits. All right, so you're going to make your way out of the casino and, and maybe back to the dock? Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. All right. So as you make your way uh, towards uh, the docks, an Aladrin walks up to you and says, 
You forgot your moon drop. You'll need it if you want to enter the Argental. Moon drop? And hands you this, encased in silver, this glowing blue teardrop-shaped gem. How big? About mm, six inches. I take it. Okay. And to me, it just looks like a nicely mounted gem. Yeah, it just looks really pretty. It glows blue. I see. Pretty. She says, without it, you won't be able to enter the palace. Thank you very much. So there's the boat waiting for you. As you climb into the boat, the Aladrin who had steered it says, Were you lucky? So lucky. You could say so. Uh, you begin to make your way, travel back across the open space that is the plain of Isgard, until finally the boat seamlessly transitions back onto the water. Aspen makes sure that his feet are on the bench with him so that his boots do not get wet again. Okay. And it then continues along the water to the dock, and you notice that the moon is full and bright and shining above the entire gates of the moon region. Everything is lit up almost as though it was daylight. And uh, upon arrival at the dock, as you're disembarking from the boat, the Ladrin says, good luck, you'll need it. Now you know from your trip to the dock to go to the Golden Wheel that our gentle palace can be seen to the north of you. And with the moon full, it is just this silver glowing beacon. Imagine, if you will, an entire palace made in the Art Nouveau style, only instead of stone, it's all silver work. And it glows from a distance. I assume you're going to begin making your way there? It's just like Never Ending Story 2. It is. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Trot off. So, as you begin to make your way in the direction of the castle, you see one of the shards kind of fly over you and then land in front of you. A giant woman. Yes. Oh, we stop. Hello. Hello. The shard looks down at you and says, You enter now at the rising of the full moon. Before we allowed you passage because you came bearing a gift to our lady. It is customary to bring gifts of joy, but I see you are empty handed. Do you need this? And I hold up that moondrop thing. Okay. <laughs> what about this? <laughs> the shard looks at it and says, Ah, you seek to enter our gentle. The arrogance of primes. You come to this realm at a time of celebration when the moon is at its height, with no gift, and you expect to be allowed entry into the very home of Our Lady? What do you hope to find? Why risk such wrath? We didn't realize that um, we needed a second gift, because we thought that you already knew that our reason for passing through was to get elsewhere, and this is our, our path elsewhere now. Perhaps instead of uh, material goods, we could instead perhaps spend a night entertaining the court with our story. It is quite fascinating and covers a vast many places. We lack a bard, but I think between the three of us, we could tell a pretty decent tale. And we've got a bard to save. A temple to reclaim. 
Lots of work to do. And we hear there's a good staircase. Hmm. And where is it you hope to go on the infinite staircase? The camera pans into Aspen's head. Uh And Aspen's head inside is like this die-cut diorama of the Feywild. And you see, like, it all kind of clears away in that way that the die cuts can as, like, set pieces. Mm-hmm. And behind it, you see, like, a cozy little house in the woods. Mm. And then it zooms back out. <sighs> it cuts into Baron's head. <laughs> and it's him saying, there's that temple on its mark. And then waiting for the praise of guess who saved, <laughs> guess who saved you. And the temple is, like, consumed in flames. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, a big, ugly demon dead We did outside. it! We saved the temple! <laughs> the shard looks at all three of you and then says, It's a fool's errand. <laughs> I take one step forward. <laughs> <laughs> the lord of Nessus will give his prize to no one. Long has he sought the Valis crystal. You go to your deaths. But, as this is a time of celebration and gift-giving, and even though you come with nothing, I shall give you the death you seek. You may pass to the Argental Palace and on to the staircase in peace. Death and peace are kind of the opposites. I, I wasn't listening to her because I hope, okay. I'm hoping that she'll let us just go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> With that, she uh, flies away, and you continue along the path that leads towards the palace. As you're making your way along this path, you notice that uh, the entire area is filled with frolicking and celebration. Aspen, you especially find it interesting that there are fey creatures everywhere, and they seem to be hosting feast after feast. As you pass by these feasts, the Fae entice you all to join in the feasting, and it is quite a powerful enticement. As you're making your way to the palace, you will need to give me, uh, once in a while, a wisdom saving throw. If you fail the wisdom saving throw, you decide to join in the feast. If you join in the feast, the feast takes 24 hours until the moon is no longer full. At which point you will also lose the opportunity. It's just, it looks like such a good party. It's yes. like, I just, man, we can't miss party this. Party check. We can't miss this. Ooh, fancy. I like it, right? These are the dice that I got. The party, the enticing nice. is so good that you will miss your chance to use the infinite staircase because by the time the party is over, the moon will no longer be full. Okay. Oh. So I look at this party for a moment. Mm-hmm. And you see lots of fake creatures, and they're like, come drink, celebrate! And Aspen's like, come on, come and they on, offer guys. you a huge stein filled with sweet-smelling ale. So we're all three staring at this, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I kind of shake my head and look left and look right, and I say, oh, we've got to, we've got to stay on, on mission here. Lot, and I, a huge spread of food. I put my arms around both of them, and I kind of pull them into a huddle to <laughs> distract them away from them. And I say, boys, we have a mission to accomplish here. Now, I'm not going to lie, that looks like an amazing party. <laughs> but I think if we keep our wits about us, we can stay on task. And as I'm talking, you see my hands start to glow on their backs. 
And you guys feel a strong resolve of your wisdom that it was a blessing. <laughs> All right. Uh, results? 14. 14? 25. 25. Uh, 24. <laughs> All right. Aspen, it is so tempting. So tempting. You see the food, and you see all the fake creatures, and some of them recognize you, and they wave at you. Oh, no. I have friends here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been trying to impress that guy. I've been trying to get an internship. It's just shop. <laughs> but you're I'm able to collect yourself enough to be like, you know what? I have to press on. As you continue, you see uh, werewolves dancing around a fire, drinking. Uh, you see fairies go zooming by in what looks to be some kind of race, because they seem to be racing between certain pylons that light up. There's song and music. And another hour goes by, and you cross another feast, and this time it is filled with members, Aspen, that you recognize of the Fae Court. No! And they're all eating and drinking, and one of them turns to the three of you and says, Come, mortals! Feast with us! Oh, no, guys, no, no! Oh. You, can't, you can't embarrass me in front of these guys. Come on, man. I mean, this, this guy, you don't oh, know who no, he no, works no. for. It is but a day of your short lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. No, 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 no. We've, we've really got somewhere to be. I mean, it's very tempting. You're all very good-looking, but let's, uh... But this is, this is Julian, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of really important. That Julian? That Julian. I told you stories about him. Don't you remember? Ah, uh, maybe we could stay for just... No, 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 no. This, this just feels wrong. I already feel guilty. Let's, let's just keep moving forward. I agree. All right, give me some rolls. Let's see how you all do. 22. Nice. Oh, and it's... Something. 22. 23. As tempting as that might sound, you are all resolved to get to the palace and to the staircase. Oh, so I don't actually like Julian that much. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, kind of jerk. Yeah. Uh, wishing everyone well, you continue along your way. The closer you get to the palace, the more you can see how the light of the full moon has made the silver radiant. As you approach, you notice that you too, the closer you get to the palace, begin to glow with moonlight. You see that the palace is surrounded with stately homes, all of which look very out of place, though equally beautiful. As you pass people, you see people coming and going from the homes. You see uh, parties happening inside the homes. They look as though the homes belong on the prime. And so it's bizarre to find them here. Weird. Almost like they came from someplace else. You continue along the path. Turning, the path turns slowly from trail into stone. And then the stone turns from marble into silver until finally you are walking a path made of silver bricks as it winds its way through this town and these homes. And it's all a rager? Yeah, everyone is partying. It's a huge feast everywhere. Can I do like an investigation check on the houses to try and figure out like what exactly is going on there? I will allow an arcana check. I'll try one of those. Okay. Uh, 20? 20. 
You know that years ago, during the Spell Plague, that there was rumor of a town that had been so disrupted it had been literally pulled from its plane, and that it had come to rest out amongst the plains. And you suspect that it might be this town. Whoa, what luck to end up here. Huh? These houses, I think they were displaced during the Spell Plague. I look at Iraq because Iraq knows what's up. Iraq is a spell plague person. I do. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, ah, this is where it went. Uh, Iraq, you know, uh, based on that information and triggering something in your memory, you surmise that this must be the town of Brightwater. Good old Brightwater. Yeah, that's what it was called. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. Be the hero.